0: New man, search for the sun Knock Knock upon the door when the opening comes What kind of therapy unfolds from a doshik system? First of all, it's not a doshik system. It's an understanding of uh, how creation is designed, that there is a purusha, meaning a, super, a supreme mind, let's call it like this, and that the supreme mind wants to manifest through prakriti, if I said it properly, which is nature. Nature then subdivides in its elements, which are the five elements that we've spoken about. Now, for whatever reason, and this is very seldomly spoken about, uh, nature will manifest in the way that it has to and take all those various forms. Within each living organism, there's composites of those elements. The cucumber is clearly made of water and whatever, a little bit of earth and... See what I mean? Air. And a human being is made of... has a different constitution. So the, as, as I explained to you before, the dosha is the... Um, if you imagine uh, energy circulating in a circuit, in order for you to have light there needs to be a resistance an accumulation of tension or a blockage so that it creates a resistance and by default creates a difference of potential so that it creates a phenomenon so if you want to materialize the body if everything is energy you have to create the accumulations or the resistance in a particular kind of setup so when this, the current of life passes it lights up something or brings an organism to life. You have to create a container, a resistance like a lamp, literally. So the different doshas are, uh, each dosha is supposed to represent, um, pitta dosha let's say is going to be fire with water. It's a, it's, there's, they make it three and it's, they're pairings of elements. It's just a more dense classification system. And now those doshas, the accumulations within your body and the way they're adjusted are, is going to create your person, if we can call it like this, or your nature, or how you're constituted. Now, like I said, all of this has to be activated and the activating element has nothing to do with that. So when they are going to engage in a healing modality, when they see where, what is a disease, a disease is there's a stagnancy in the movement of the elements inside the body there's a blockage but their their gauge how do they gauge how it's supposed to move according to how you're constituted you get it so these are your dosha this is how this person is constituted and now we can see that let's say this person has a digestive issue or problem with the liver and has all these symptoms. Now when we look at where, his const- where he's at, uh, constitutionally wise, he's this way far from where, what he's naturally supposed to be constituted, which means there are different blockages in the channels of passage where the elements can pass, which block the flow and create different forms of condensations, all kinds of symptoms are awakened. So all we need to do is remove what blocks the proper circulation of the elements and how do we do this is another conversation so that we can bring that person back to its best constitution. And what blocks the, the elemental passageways is toxins. So even in the Ayurvedic system, let's say they will say it's ama, which is toxins. Well, everybody who understands a little bit the body will say it's toxins, whether they call it acidity or whatever, it's something that blocks the proper circulation of the life elements. They're just looking at it from here. Okay, but then they go here. So in Osteopathy, we speak about the role of the artery is absolute. Well, the first Datu is blood, from which all the other ones are derived, it's the first thing, it's the thing that gives birth to all the other tissues, yeah, it's the one that carries the elements. So if there's a blockage of the blood, then there is disease. That's how osteopathia understands, because it's very biomechanical, but it's true. So those in Ayurveda, they will also understand this in a very clear light, because it's obvious, this isn't like uh, revolutionary. This is just fucking common sense. The reason it sounds so revolutionary to you is either because you're not familiar with the language or that perspective because we're not, this is not our language. You're not used to looking at it from this lens. When I explain it to you, you kind of understand, but it, it's, there's a, it's a little more subtle. But you get it. But the reason it's revolutionary is because we're accustomed to a medical system. That is the antithesis of life. So it's, does it teach you about health? No. Does it explain disease? Zero. It doesn't even have a model of understanding disease. It doesn't know what health is. There is no god in the medical system. The entire modern science is godless. So when I explained to you a few minutes ago, uh, the, the Ayurvedic way of understanding the body. What did I start with? The Supreme Mind, Purusha, that says, I will manifest through Prakriti, which is nature. This is, uh, this is how they start. We need a context. And then now you can now decide that you want to study Purusha. So, Ayurveda is just, let's say, an, a limb of the Vedas or the, all the sacred teachings. It's just a part. It's a seed. But it's rooted in an understanding of life. Well, go see modern medicine. What is their understanding of life? Well, technically we say there's nothing. So how do you understand health or disease? How do you understand the human being to understand what's happening to the human being? In which context? There is none. But it's not true there is none. There is one. It's underlying. It's unspoken. And most of their priests and scientists are absolute, they're morons. They don't know what they're really doing. It has an ideology and it has a deity. It's just unspoken. So it knows exactly what it's doing and what it's doing is perfect. But from a point of view of just nature, it's ridiculous. Explain anything. You can't explain, you can't explain anything. So for us, when we're accustomed to this kind of rubbish, <laughs> well, this is a revolution. Well, I remember the first time I heard about the principles of a I'm like, well, yeah, that's fucking obvious. Why didn't nobody tell me that when I was six? Because everybody around me is a moron, they believe that there is a flu that will attack you and invade you and murder you, that nature is against you. This is what the the world around you teaches you. Yeah, but you know, everybody has this common sense, you know, uh, you need air to breathe, yeah? Everybody understands, nobody argues. If your cells don't get oxygen, they get uh, sick and die, yeah? So what brings the oxygen to the cells? The blood. Well, if there is a tension, it blocks the blood. So it means the tissue suffers. If it suffers for a long time because it's carne, it's, it's, it's meat, it rots. When it rots, what happens? Well there's microorganisms that are there to remove the rot. <laughs> you go and you see a dead tree or a tree that's having a hard time or whatever, a part of it needs to be recycled, fungi is there, then all kinds of other things, when it's per- so the microorganisms is we can say shivanic power the power of removal that is there you find in body what is the root cause of it blood that wasn't hard to understand everybody can understand i didn't even speak in sanskrit did i (laughs) okay so everybody understands have you ever heard a doctor say this the doctor is an idiot he doesn't know anything like nothing he knows his books and his madness but in the process of disease, he doesn't understand disease. He understands what he has been told about molecules, this mo- But what is a molecule? How concrete is this? And why did the molecule do this? The genetics has says to do this or that. And how do you repair this? Give the opposite molecule or this molecule or kill it or chop it off. So from a point of view, there is no deity and there is no order in their universe. So it's only going towards chaos, and they want to stop the chaos. But that's a god, eh? Anyways, uh, I don't want to get into modern medicine so much, but this is why it's so, wow, it's not wow, it's common sense. But we don't speak about this, and when you have representatives of those uh, modalities, they are like, speak of it like if it's god, there's nothing god, it, everything is god, okay, now that we've covered this. And quite clearly, the the knowledge of Ayurveda is a deity. Everything is a deity. We said that ginger is a deity, okay? So this is a much greater deity. And it fits in a much greater deity. Fine. So everything is sacred. I respect all forms of power. But the real supreme worshipable one is the Father God, the one who has created everything. For me, this is clear. So, when you encounter a a priest of one of those systems, they are worshiping, and they have their, like, deity, and this is, I'm like, uh, well, you know me, I'm uh, I'm not a pagan. I love the creation of God, and I like all the forms that God has created, but I love the forms because it's God who's made them. If there was no God, I wouldn't care for the form, I would think I'm in hell. I'm in a trap and I'm stuck and there is no end to this fucking hell and it's going nowhere and it's misery upon misery with lies no, no, no no. the only reason I love form is because I love God and God is amazing to be able to create such form so I respect I love his creation because he's the creator and then I can admire whatever form he's made because it's like how did you make yourself into a spider who the fuck does that how can God, the supreme, be a spider? Like, how the fuck did you think of that? How did you, des- how did you make that? Now that's God, not the spider. Of course, the spider is fucking cool, but uh, I'm not gonna hang out with spiders for too long, like those crazy people who worship spiders. Right? They worship spiders. I swear to God. I, I, saw, I met one of those. He, he had a museum in South Africa with it's like a billion spiders. It was a fucking freak show. <laughs> that's what he does. He hangs out with spiders and snakes. I'm like, you are a special dude. He's got snakes at home and they go, come in and out of his bed. And he's like, he, he, no, really, really. He really proud. I'm like, that's my dude. He, I wanted to learn about snakes. I needed a guru. He was my guru. God appointed that guru to me. I'm like this guy worships the snake like it's god and he's like this is the snake and he's talking to case it's like if it's his deity right at least it's not a drawing i'm like this guy's a freak anyways god bless the dude he taught me about snakes because i've if if i if i hadn't been brainwashed about nature i wouldn't need somebody to unbrainwash me by saying the counter arguments and living it so i needed this guy who's totally at the opposite to kind of like bring me back to like, oh yeah, neutral thinking, because my mind was polluted by fear. Just like the flat Earth can serve for smart smart people, it's like, well, you don't know. Have you ever thought about it? Actually, no. So you need a counter argument to, like, make you think about it. And that's all that's required, right? Anyways, long story short, um, everything is amazing, but my, well, it's not an issue. It's like, well, I'm interested in God, uh, so. You are a servant of an aspect of God. I, can, I, I respect that. But it's boring. For me. It's cool for a couple of minutes. Watching Kobe Bryant play basketball. I never seen him live. But on videos. This guy was so fucking awesome. And he's like a fucking poet dancer. He's fucking awesome. It's awesome. It's fucking awesome. And he's a worshiper of the deity of basketball. And we can say, to a certain extent, he achieved oneness upon his death. And this was his goal. He even said so, I want to become immortal. And that means he needs an amazing death in basketball. His life is a testimony to the deity of basketball. And you watch him play, you're like, this is extraordinary. But at the end of the day, it's a dude throwing a ball in a basket. (laughs) Okay? And yeah, he won an Oscar, but it was on a movie about basketball. So what I'm trying to say is that all aspects of creation are awesome, what makes them awesome is that there is a creator who has conceived those to serve you in order to be able to realize the absolute truth. And uh, Ayurveda is amazing and I've, learned, I've discovered so many healing modalities and I've met really uh, pundits of those, of those specific lineages. And I'm very grateful to have met them because they enlightened me, because they are representing that power in in a time where it's almost not accessible. But what I receive from them is not what they say, it's the lineage in which they are in, which helps me remember what I know and teaches me language so I can put words to my experiences. But my real concern, I ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm not concerned with the deity of Ayurveda. I may have a pit stop while I'm going from the, de- the start of the desert to the kingdom. I have to pass through the desert. Maybe I make a pit stop and I meet the people there. I pay my respect. I serve while I'm there. I learn what I need to learn because, of course, the path which is leading me from to start to the kingdom wanted me to go there so I can get something. I serve in return and I keep going. I'm not interested in uh, the Oasis. But when the Oasis is there, it is because the path has brought to me. I come in with respect, of course. I drink. But I'm not drinking for the sake of the Oasis, I'm drinking for the sake of my real journey. And for me, the one I say thank you to is uh, the master of the path, who has put the Oasis there to serve me, so I can fulfill my duty. And of course, I say thank you to the water, because the water is a conduit of His will. But the God is not the water. So everything has to be put in, in perspective, in my opinion. And uh, it's not a criticism, but it kind of is. It's not, but it is. It's a, you see what people are, this is ginger. I love ginger, but it's fucking ginger. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's ginger. You take a shit ginger is there. Yeah. What is left? It's not... It's ginger. And if I have to now stop at everything that's divine and fucking make a mantra, because everything is divine, I'm never going to get to where I want to go. So I need to worship the one that's in everything, which is Father God. And uh, that's it. It covers everybody. Thank you, everyone. And I can just enjoy my popsicle without having to sing sing mantras for six hours. The popsicle, I ate it, it's just over. That was a good popsicle, never think about it again. Say thank you, God, for the popsicle. For sure, thank you, God, for the popsicle. I hope this makes sense. Uh, So, this was a a, a little journey into the doshas. (laughs) Thank you for watching Jayan TV. For more premium content on living spirituality, subscribe to the channel now. And don't forget to hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of Jayan's videos.